Hey, hey, hey. This is Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show. I'm live in the studio. Man, it's been a few weeks since I've been back in the studio, and I have missed it. I've missed it. I've missed you, Mike. So glad to be back. I am uh, here in the studio today with my fabulous special guest, Miss Reagan Jackson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming. We are uh, so excited to have you here today. Uh, we, we are going to get into your content, who you are and what you do and the, the blessing and the difference that you're making in the world. But I first want to talk about an ethical, an ethical topic that has recently happened here in the state of Washington. I have a special guest calling in today uh, for the show. Uh, th- there, Something happened in, in the pageant industry um, here close to home. And, and the reason why I want to talk about it, uh, and I'm definitely going to do a feature show on this later, uh, but this is something that's very personal to me. Um, I've, I've actually experienced it myself. And I, I asked a very special rhinestone sister to uh, call into the show today and introduce this topic. Ms. Debbie Shannon, are you there? Absolutely, Angel. How are you doing today? I'm peachy. How are you? (laughs) You're peachy. Are you in Atlanta? Actually, no. I'm actually doing some uh, work in Nashville today. Oh, but you do live in Atlanta. Yes, I do live in Atlanta. So that explains the the the, the peachy, the Georgia peach that that you're <laughs> you're talking about, right? <laughs> That's correct. So Debbie, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming, calling into the show today uh, to talk about this this ethical topic. Um, what what we're going to talk about is um, women sleeping with their friends, bo- uh, their friends' boyfriends. Um, I know you and I've chatted about it, uh, Miss Debbie, and we've kind of, you know, shared our opinions about it back and forth. But this is something, a recent event that happened here in Washington State. It's actually being talked about uh, across the nation in pageantry and has has sparked a lot of conversation, you know, just amongst uh, women themselves. So I know you're I know you're familiar with the the event that I'm speaking of. And what what's your what's your take on it? Do you know just initially? Well, I, I don't think it's just an ethics of just boyfriends. It's husbands. It's, you know, significant others. It's, you know, whatever happened to the girl code of if your friend is interested or attached, you stay as far away as possible. Yeah. So I know it should be an extra code for us rhinestone sisters because we are held up to a different morality than others. But it's just you're encroaching on someone else's happiness. You're taking away their... You're, you're taking away their possibility of happiness, and mm-hmm. why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, it's just disturbing. It's just very disturbing that a woman would want to purposely hurt another woman. Right, right. And and we're talking about the specific situation of, of two women being rhinestone sisters, being friends, um, supporting each other in, in inside pageantry, um, because the pageant world is is definitely very, very close-knit. Um, and, and both, you know, both women knowing of each other and being aware of each other and, you know, knowing the role of this man in the relationship as well. Um, I, th- yeah. I think, you know, the dynamic is a little bit different when you're, you know, dealing with somebody who has a girlfriend, but you don't know who she is. You know, the, the, it's a little different there. Um, but, right. but regardless, um, I, I was talking with my guest when we were waiting for, for the interview today, Miss Reagan, and she brought up a really, really good point. She she said, you know. We, we always seem to find women fighting over the man, you know, they're, they're always kind of combative with each other. But where's the accountability to the man? 
what with exactly. his role and 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 what he's done and how he's played because he plays a role in it too. So, do you, Debbie? Do you think that you know that that the the code being broken, you know, the, the responsibility lays more on the man or more on the friend? Well, I think it's an equal it's an equal responsibility, mm-hmm. equal responsibility. And speaking of a specific situation, she's also the the girl that was cheated on was also pregnant. Right. Right. Which makes it, in my opinion, 10 times worse and 100 right. times worse. Not that it's not bad in the first place. Right. But he's just as equally responsible. He knows the person. Right. But the person that committed this with him is, it's just unfathomable to me of where the process came in the brain to say, yes, this is okay to do this. Right. Right. Do you think that it matters, you know, if, if the couple, you know, aren't together anymore, um, and which that, you know, that that was kind of publicized with this particular situation is, um, you know, the, 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 the one young lady was told, you know, well, he said you guys weren't together anymore. Do you think that that plays a role? No, I absolutely do not. She should have. She should have, A, if she was good friends with this person, like she claims to have been, then she should have known the situation in their relationship. And men, no offense, but they can be, when it comes to something that they want that's not right for them, sometimes they can be a little untruthful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it should have been her responsibility to go back to her friend saying, hey, dude says this is what's going on. Right. Is that true or not? What is your opinion? And since we are such close friends, is it okay with you if I start a relationship with this person? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna debate with you there. I'm gonna disagree with you there. I don't care if they've okay. been I don't care if they've been apart for 29 <laughs> years. <laughs> you just you know you just don't do that. You just don't do that. And I I'm sure that you know there are people out there that are like, oh yeah, they're not together anymore. You know, it doesn't really matter to me, but. Um, you know, when it comes down down to my opinion, and, and, and I've had a personal experience with the same exact situation. And mm-hmm. uh, I, what I want to do, Miss Debbie, is um, because we're, we're just introducing this topic today. It, there There mm-hmm. is a, a, a very deep core, a deep rooted core issue that lies in these individuals that that would would really drive them to do this. And it's not, you know, it, it's it's not you know, call it excitement, call it what you want. But there is something lacking in both of these individuals that that caused them to to really, you know, settle and kind of stoop to that level um, of behavior. And that's something that I would really, really, really like to discuss with you further. I would like Absolutely. to in, I would like to invite you uh, to, to the show again next week. And um, and discuss that really with me on a much, much deeper level. Invite our audience to tune in and and maybe even call in and give their opinion about it. Because at the end of the day, Miss Debbie, um, this is something that is extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. And when you play around with someone's emotional state of mind, um, it can be fatal. I mean, it, it's on, it you know, it's on snapped all day long. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that. Um, we know we need to talk about it. We need to address it. Um, we, we can't it can't be a secret any longer. And, and we really need to really maybe offer, you know, these individuals and other people out there that have done this or have thought about doing this. 
um, you know, some other avenues and, and something that they can do to really deal with really what's at the core of this behavior. So I thank you so much, Miss Debbie, for calling in. Absolutely. I look, I look forward to having you on the show next week and, and really, really divulging into this and this topic much, much deeper. Have a fabulous day. Absolutely. Do, you do, have a great show, sweetie. I am so looking forward to talking to you more. And have an amazing week, my fabulous friends. Oh, yes, you too. Much, much love and sparkle to you. Uh, you are much, listening. Much you are listening to Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show. I was with the fabulous Debbie Shannon. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to hear from the fabulous Miss Reagan Jackson, who's live in the studio today. You're listening to the Miss Kamei Show on Alternative Talk, 11:50 a.m. There's an age-defying breakthrough discovered in biotech research. Bottom line, zero hype. It works. 15-plus years of clinical research shows astounding improvement in the skin, up to 67% reduction in fine and deep lines and wrinkles, lack of firmness, pore size, hyperpigmentation, and past sun-damaged skin. Your search for the fountain of youth stops right here. Look and feel better. Go to MiracleSkinDiscovery.com to learn more about Miracle Skin Discovery. That's MiracleSkinDiscovery.com. Each year, more than 13 million children are homeless and their numbers are growing. They are hungry and sick twice as often as other children. They have difficulty in school and by age 8, 1 in 3 has major mental health problems. This message is for the sole purpose to appeal to your humanitarian conscience to bring public awareness to the flight of women and children homelessness in our communities. Volunteers and supporters are in demand, and you can make a difference for families in need. The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. This public message has been approved by and sponsored by Crossroads Kingdom Ministries, crkm.org. Clear, clean, and crisp. Check us out in digital quality sound on FM 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, hey, hey. This is Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show. That song is This Girl by John Etiquette, the fabulous John Etiquette featuring Squeak Nutty Bug, produced by DJ Funk Daddy here locally in Seattle, Washington. Those guys are all from out here uh, making great, great music, hitting the R&B uh, music scene. I want to, again, welcome you, Miss Reagan Jackson, to the Miss Kamei Show. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. You and I have a mutual friend, Miss, Mr. Alan Mosley. That, that is yeah. how we were connected. Mm -hmm. So we want to shout out to, to Mr. Alan Mosley for connecting us. Um, you and I have had an opportunity to chat before today. And um, just an amazing, amazing spirit that you are. You Thank are you, you are um, an author, uh, self-published poetry and children's book author, an international educator, and community organizer who believes in living life fully. So explain that to me. Well, um, a little while ago, I made this decision that I wanted to actually enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to work every day and work was cool and whatever. And definitely I've, <laughs> I've always chosen professions in which I feel like I'm giving back to the community or doing something of value. Mm -hmm. But I felt like there was something missing, like like that I was always kind of waiting for, for, for everything to get better. And, and mm -hmm. at a certain point, I realized you, you could spend your entire life just waiting. Mm -hmm. And so I have set set the intention over the past couple of years to to not wait 
to write the books I always said I wanted to write, um, to go to the places I wanted to travel to, Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. start the businesses I wanted to start, to actually just do what I've been talking about and thinking about and dreaming (laughs) about. So did you just walk out one day? Did you just quit and say, I'm I'm out of here, I'm going to go live my life fully? Well, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but yeah. it's but more than that, I feel like it's it's actually a commitment. I've made I made a commitment to myself to honor the voice within. Mm. You know that that little part of you that knows exactly who you want to be and what mm-hmm, you want to mm-hmm. do and what you're put on earth to do. Um and so it's definitely while there have been some aha moments or moments yeah. where it was Yep, I actually did leave that job or yes, yeah. I did actually walk away from that person or that situation that mm-hmm. was making me tired or angry or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like more than that, it's a there's an ongoing every day I wake up and think, OK, what what am I going to do? This is it. This wow. is my life. You know, I was um, on Facebook. I saw a short little video clip of Steve Harvey uh, Harvey um, talking about you got to jump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to do it. Um, and you're going to jump off the cliff and you're going to, you know, you're going to get cut and you're going to get scraped and you're going to hit a rock and you're going to bang your head. Um, but you eventually are going to fly. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I commend you for, for, for taking that leap and, and doing that and being that example in the world, um, even to me right now. You know, I'm at a crossroads in my life and my career and what I'm doing. And that's why I'm asking you that, you know, sh- share that with us and um, the courage that it takes to do that, because a lot of people won't do it be- because of fear. You know, fears holding them back, not living fully, you know, as you have said. Um, tell me about the books that you've written. Self-published author. I'm a self-published author. Um, I've written five books and published them so far. Um, I started out as a slam poet in 2008. I made a New Year's resolution that I would slam at the Seattle Poetry Slam once a month, and I did for the entire year. Okay. And at the end of it, I had all this poetry, and my mom, who's always you know one of my big supporters, was mm-hmm. nudging me, and she's like, well, okay, that's great that you wrote all that poetry. Now do something. <laughs> so for Christmas, mm-hmm. I actually compiled it all together, and, and I just originally it started out as just a Christmas present for my mom. It was a, a wow. book of my poetry, but... The way I had a friend named Nisha who helped me put it all together mm-hmm. and the way that it came together was such that it was online. I could sell it on Amazon. Yeah. It, people seem to really love it. I yeah. sold over 500 copies that wow. year. Um, and from then I from then on, Nisha had empowered me to know to understand the process of self-publication. And so mm-hmm. I started just putting out some books. And so I put out a another book of poetry called Love in Guatemala, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, Broken up into two sections, one about love and one about the time I spent in Guatemala. Okay, okay. And then uh, this year I came out with two books. Um, one is a sequel to my first children's book. My first children's book was Coco Le Swish, A Fish from a Different Rainbow. Okay. Which is all about a little fish who's, you know, a little different, a little sparkly, a little yeah. special. Hey, we like sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a rainbow tail. She's swishy. And, and all the other fish are kind of hating on her. They're hating on her? No. <laughs> you, have, you know, hater fish. They're yeah, everywhere, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. So, <laughs> so we yeah. actually have that book in the studio today. And it's Coco La Swish, um, When Rainbows Go Blue. Yeah. Okay. This is the This is a sequel. And so this one is actually a little bit deeper. It's a bit more about emotions. Okay. So then one day this fabulous swishy fish wakes up feeling a bit blue. Both, okay. Both uh, metaphorically and, and physically blue. Sure, sure. <laughs> and okay. And she's kind of on her journey to, to figure out how to, to deal with her feelings. I need to read the book. 
This, this is your copy. <laughs> yeah, you <can> yeah. <laughs> and then we also have here in the studio Summoning Unicorns. Yeah. And is that I, I kind of flipped through it. You've autographed that for me. Thank you so much. I, I really, I really uh, uh, value this. Um, there's a lot of value, and 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 I'm very honored to be given um, your work. Um, this is poetry. I'm, I'm flipping through it and, and reading, seeing that, that it is a piece of poetry from you. It is. It's also, as you, if you notice some of the pictures, it's a coloring book oh, okay. <laughs> for adults. Okay, So good. adults can actually, you know, get their coloring on. Um, but it's, uh, I love this book, actually. This is my favorite book so far of, of all the books that I've produced because I feel like I was able to really access a range of experiences, um, of emotions I've had, of mm-hmm. stories I wanted to share, um, of aha moments, and, and, and compile them all together in this book. And um, I'm actually going to be sharing from this book um, coming up. Tuesday, September 16th, I'm, I've been invited to feature at the Seattle Poetry Slam. Nice. So definitely nice. 8 o'clock at the Rebar. If you're in Seattle, come through. It's okay. A, it's okay. going to be a good time. Well, um, do you do you already know what you're going to read from out of here or is you still um, kind of work in progress already? I always I like I always wait until the week before and then I feel how I'm feeling and uh-huh. what what poems are really calling to me. But um, I'd love to share a piece today if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's go for it. Do it. OK. Um, I want to share I want to share my disclaimer piece, okay. which is usually what I start most of my shows out with. But I'm I'm actually not going to do that this show. So okay. now's a good time to, <laughs> to do it. OK. To share it. It's okay. called A Lesson in Boundaries. Go for it. All right. I hold this page between us like a saber because we are already standing too close. I open my mouth and there you are beneath me, baby bird, waiting to be fed this regurgitated nutrients. There is a need in you, naked and primal, a longing for what is mine, and I don't trust you not to take too much. So I hold this page between us like a barbed wire fence, hoping as you press your face against it, The tang of metal, the piercing of iron and electricity will guard against your wayward curiosity. Will poke your eyes shut when they have seen enough. I hold this paper between us like an old lady opens the doors to her apartment, locks all still in place, never removing the chain, only cracking it a sliver long enough to see who's on the other side. And it's you again, (laughs) like a bill collector. No, like a loan shark. (laughs) You're asking for payment, but willing to take limbs, blood, pain. You would... Just as easily see me stretched and broken, it would be equally beautiful to you. So I hold this page between us as a reminder that what I am willing to give you is finite. It's not the never-ending story, all-access Disney past to my soul. Is nine by eleven with one-inch margins, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And as I whisper my words to you, do not mistake me for soft-spoken. Feel the sledgehammers wrapped in velvet at the core of every stanza. Feel the bite of me. The gilded Genzu knives I juggle with a grin and know if I were to speak any louder, I might deafen you. If I were to share much more, the rain of falling knives would slit you into ribbons. So I hold this page between us as much for your safety as for mine. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. That's fabulous. Applaud to you. Applaud to you. Thank you. Your voice changed. 
from our interview <laughs> to when you started reading. So <laughs> my I, friend Lori calls that my reading voice. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can tell. Uh, definitely. This is what you're doing. Definitely what you're doing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, you joining the staff of Yoga Behind Bars as a program coordinator. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you started your own study abroad program for youth of color, which is something that we chatted about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you, you've designated the program's first trip going to Veracruz, Mexico. So I wanted you to tell our audience about that program. Absolutely. Um, so the mission statement, I've, I've put together a mission statement for this program. It's called Many Voices, One Tribe. Mm-hmm. And Many Voices, One Tribe empowers young writers of color to see the world, to see themselves, and to define their futures. We are committed to dismantling oppression, telling our own stories, and creating global community. I love it. I love it. Why Veracruz? Why Mexico? Uh, I mean, it could have been anywhere, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. Um, but I chose Veracruz specifically because when I first thought about um, this program, what I was hoping to do is to take um, African-American kids to Mexico to meet up with the black diaspora of, of Mexico mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to have that kind of experience. But when I got there, what I realized is identity is such a complex and and rich construction, especially in Mexico, and that I think it would it would lend itself to having a different kind of conversation that is more inclusive of of all people of color. Wow. Well, um, Mexico is definitely um, very. I mean, the culture there, the culture mm-hmm. and lifestyle. Um, they, you know, Hispanic people, Mexican people. Um, they they definitely have their own heritage. Absolutely. And, um, you know, not not that African-American, you know, youth or men or women um, can't relate to that, but they can relate to heritage and they can relate to their own, I guess, customs or their own, you know, family beliefs or family values, um, which I, I, in my opinion, are extremely high in in the African-American community as well Mm -hmm. as the Hispanic community. They're very family focused. Um, very, very, very supportive of, of each other and, and really very close-knit. So what, what do you hope to achieve by taking um, our African-American youth down there? What, 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 what's the goal? What's the ultimate goal? I mean, I know you just shared, but really what is the goal? Well, okay, two things. One is whenever we take kids abroad, um, it's an opportunity for them to step outside of themselves. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's, I, mean, I feel like my, my own trips abroad have been um, a catalyst for so much deep learning mm-hmm. about, um, not just about other cultures, but about our culture. I right. feel like once you leave the United States, it, it lends you, it's kind of like a, a fish jumping out of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can see that you were in water. You, right. You didn't even know what the water w- was before you, you, you get out that of perspective. It. Yeah, ex- absolutely. So that's definitely one of my goals in, in um, exposing people to, to other cultures. Um, but also what I would really like to do, I would like to work specifically with, with youth of color, of all different colors, mm-hmm. to have conversations about social justice and about solidarity um, between races, because I feel like oftentimes in in the social justice communities in which I've operated, we've had these conversations that end up being white and other. Mm -hmm. Right, right. um, (laughs) Yeah, white and other. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And we don't ever really have the opportunity to have uh, a, a rich, meaningful discussion about what it means to be a person of color in the United States or in the world. Yes, yes. Um, very important. Extremely important. Um, I am of Hawaiian and Italian um, heritage and have experienced some of uh, similar circumstances as an African-American woman would experience because we are 
people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think what you're doing is great. Um, why our youth? Why our youth? Why the youth? Uh, because they're just open enough to get something out of it and change their lives. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, not to say that adults can't. You can you can change your life at any point in time. Right, it is right. always your choice. And when you're 16, that's when you're just getting started. You don't yeah. know who you are or what you want yet. And having that experience when you're at that age, it, it can really shift the focus of your life. Yeah, absolutely. In, um, I've taken over 200 youth abroad um, to Japan and also to Guatemala. And I've met some of them recently mm-hmm. who I've taken you know years ago yeah and just who they are they talk about that trip as being a foundation um, for for the, the lives they've chosen to live that's amazing just amazing um, we're gonna take a quick break we're, we've concluded our interview we're gonna come back um, after the break and we're going to let our audience know how they can connect with you um, how they can find you on social media if they have a, a child um, that maybe they feel would benefit from, um, you know, kind of rubbing shoulders with you. We want to we want to let them know where, where they can find you and connect with you. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You are listening to the fabulous Reagan Jackson on the Miss Kamei show on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. There's an age defying breakthrough discovered in biotech research. Bottom line, zero height. It works. 15 plus years of clinical research shows astounding improvement in the skin. Up to 67% reduction in fine and deep lines and wrinkles. Lack of firmness, pore size, hyperpigmentation, and past sun-damaged skin. Your search for the fountain of youth stops right here. Look and feel better. Go to MiracleSkinDiscovery.com to learn more about Miracle Skin Discovery. That's MiracleSkinDiscovery.com. Each year, more than 13 million children are homeless, and their numbers are growing. They are hungry and sick twice as often as other children. They have difficulty in school, and by age 8, 1 in 3 has major mental health problems. This message is for the sole purpose to appeal to your humanitarian conscience, to bring public awareness to the flight of women and children homelessness in our communities. Volunteers and supporters are in demand, and you can make a difference for families in need. The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. This public message has been approved by and sponsored by Crossroads Kingdom Ministries, crkm.org. Tired of the insanity of other talk radio stations? Just click your radio knob and say there's no place like Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, 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 this is Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show. It has been great having you in the studio Thank with you. me today, Miss Reagan. I've been out of out of the studio a couple of weeks, and, and it's great to be welcomed back with such a phenomenal guest, making a huge difference in the world, um, touching the lives of our youth, uh, changing the universe one life at a time. Tell our audience where they can find you. You can find me at www.rejjarts.com. So definitely check me out at my website. You can find out all about my books and all the programs. I'm going to be updating um, about many voices, many, um, many voices, one tribe there as well. Okay. And where can people buy your books? Uh, everywhere. Barnes and Nobles. It's online and Amazon as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
blessings to you. Thank blessings you. to you. Um, I definitely want to stay connected with you. If there's anything that I can do, any way I can support you, sponsor you and what you're doing with our youth. Ooh, absolutely. Yeah, please <laughs> let me know. Please reach out to me. Again, thank you so much to Mr. Alan Mosley for connecting the two of us. I so appreciate him. Thank you for coming today. Um, we will be live in the studio with Miss Debbie Shannon next week, uh, addressing some real, real tough questions. Um, tune in 2 p.m. Saturday on Alternative Talk, 11:50 a.m. Come on, baby girl. Get